The Force is with you, young Skywalker. But you are not a Jedi yet. My powers have doubled since the last time we met Count. Hey! Suffering. Death! dark side of the force is a pathway to many abilities some consider to be unnatural. I will be the most powerful Jedi ever. It's all Obi-Wan's fault. He's jealous. He's holding me back. You don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master. These aren't the droids you're looking for. Aren't the droids we're looking for? Master Skywalker, there are too many of them. What are we going to do? Help me, Obi Wan Kenobi. Do my only help. Hello there. Fear is the path to the dark side. Fear leads to anger. Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. I, 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 Welcome, ladies, gentlemen, boys, girls, Jedi, Sith, Mandalorians, Twi'leks, Wookiees, Clones, Bad Batch, and Regs alike, to another edition of the New Force Order. And all you Transdotions as well You thought I'd forget about you guys But we don't forget about anybody This is an inclusive podcast ladies and gentlemen This is a Star Wars podcast And if you've not realized that by now there Sunshine There is no hope for you Doc Please let all these scruffy nerf herders know that if they do not have any hope, what can they not do? You can't build a rebellion. Why, Doc? Why is that? Because rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Rebellions are built on hope. Oh, rebellions are built on hope, mate. That's right. Allow me to reintroduce myself. My name is Greek God Papadon, GGP. I am a professional wrestler, current heavyweight champion in three different promotions, who is defending said championship. Reigning, defending. And in this corner, that crusher, uh, Defending these titles all over the world. Uh, but most importantly, 
I am a Star Wars aficionado. And alongside with me are my trusty compadres, mi amigos, y filimu. First and foremost is the Sith Ghost in the room. He's a tall guy. He's a great guy. Uh, introduce yourself with a, hey, yo, and let them know who the hell you are. Hey, yo. Ladies and gentlemen, I am the Dark Lord of the Podcast, the Sith Ari, the Rampaging Reverend Kiss, the Butcher, the most disgruntled Star Wars fan in the galaxy, your boy Spiro. And last, but certainly not least, is the man of the hour, too sweet to be sour. Your mother loves him because he has all the power. Introduce yourself. I am smarter than two and be more technical than FX7, the god of steel and thunder, and the man whose COVID booster will make him more powerful than you can possibly imagine, Dr. Destroyo, Alex Arroyo. Unlimited power! <laughs> Doc, I don't know if you're aware of this, but last night I had my first threesome. Did you? Really? Yes. I had two no-shows, but other than that, it was great. <laughs> but I'm bumped. Try your waitress. Tip the feel. Eh. 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 All right, ladies and gentlemen, let's get down to brass tacks. As we always do. You know a guy named Mark Hamill? I do know a guy named Mark Hamill. I know a guy named Mark Hamill, too, as well. Cool guy. Cool guy. Yeah, it must be the same dude because uh, he's the face that runs the place. He's the motherfucking heart and soul of the galaxy far, far away. But most importantly, it just was his birthday recently. He turned the big 7-0. Wow. Did you know this? I did. I saw, I saw it on Twitter. Like a bunch of people were wishing him happy birthday. Kevin Smith, Migna Wen, who posted, by the way, a very sexy photo of her dressed as Princess Leia with the uh, white with the white uh, New Hope dress with the buns. <laughs> honey buns? That's going to be... Oh, she has some honey buns, right? That's going to be the uh, the uh, the episode uh, uh, JPEG for our, our episode this week. Um, Do you pig? Yeah, baby. Um, and then Kevin Smith and uh, Taika Waititi and Payson... What's his name? Peyton Reed. All well, wish Mark Hamill a happy birthday. Yeah. Dude. Did you wish him a happy birthday? I, I did not, unfortunately, wish him a happy birthday. But our heroes are getting old, my friend. How dare you? How dare I know? How dare you? No, you're right. They are getting old, but they are getting better with age, especially Mark Hamill. Whether you love him or hate him, he is a swordsmith. He is a national treasure on the land of Twitter. And such celebrities like you just mentioned, like James Gunn, wished him happy birthday. His tweet was, happy birthday to the King of Kings. Wasn't talking about... Triple H. Triple H. Uh, Kevin Smith, happy birthday at Hamill himself. Whether it's force, whether it's the force or the sword, you've always had the power to change a kid into a fan and turn grown-ass adults into kids. You've been the light in my life since 77. And while I dig the little plastic use, the max... Maxi size versions much better. Uh, Jonas Sotanamo, aka Chewbacca, 
insert Spiro Chewbacca sound here. <laughs> we should call. We should call Nubaka. Uh, Nubaka. There we go. You know how you know how uh, you know how Chewbacca or likes a steak, right? Uh, oh, that's good. I was gonna say a little chewy, but nice. ah, <laughs> look at that. That's good. Uh, getting to uh, Jonas says getting to work with one of my childhood heroes was a dream come true. The fact that he also taught me how to use the force was a bonus. Happy birthday, Mark! At Hamill himself. Ming Na Win, happy birthday, Mark Hamill, or at Hamill himself. 70 years young, sharing a sharing a binary sunset with you as I raise a lightsaber to you on a special day, wishing you joy and lots of cake. And finally, the last one I saw was Kevin Conroy, aka Batman himself, in the animated Batman series, says, Happy birthday, Hamill himself. You make this world a better place, and we're all so lucky to have you. Thanks for all the years of laughs and total craziness. So People out there in podcast, NFO land, you should be familiar that Mark Hamill voiced the Joker and is actually the voice of the Joker every time I close my eyes and see a picture of the Joker uh, in Batman the Animated Series. The seminal voice of the Joker. Listen, we we grew up on Cesar Romero being the voice of Joker, but Mark Hamill really took that and made it his own um, for sure. You know, when I think of the Joker, like you said, close my eyes, that is Mark Hamill. Absolutely. Uh, him and you share something in common, Doc. Oh, do we? Is it penis size? I don't know. Um, because I've never seen his penis. But besides <laughs> besides slaying a lot of Putang, um, you guys both like the prequels. Yeah. I mean, uh, Mark went on a ledge saying, you know, they weren't bad films. They were pretty good. They made sense. I was happy George got to tell a story. Um and uh, he's a fan, unlike, uh, you know, Marsha, Marsha, Marsha from last week that fucking buried George in the prequels. I think Mark had to kind of retort this week because he saw that news of uh, Marsha really giving it to Georgie over there and had to save his, come save his boy. For the hot tag, right? Yeah, hot tag for sure. Yeah, he said he was impressed with the prequels because they had their own identity. Uh, they were criticized because they were an explosive he- explosion heavy and more cerebral and probably, like he said, back in 76... They weren't as commercial. It's a darker story. But in the age of social media, people's voices are amplified, and I'm not and I'm shocked at how brutal they can be, not just in the case of Star Wars films, but across the board. Meanwhile, he's on Twitter ranting and raving all the time. Yeah, I love it. About about politics. Um hey, listen, whatever. People say shit all the time. Who fucking cares? Opinions like an asshole. Everybody's everybody has one. Nobody wants to see yours. No big fucking deal. Um, you know, he didn't know what Visions was. Did you watch I, Visions yet? I, I have not watched an episode yet, unfortunately. Uh, I know right before we went live on air, we were talking about, I was watching What If, so I just finished uh, uh, the uh, the last episode, and I've been enthralled with Dark Side of the Ring this uh, this year, because they've, they've had a bunch of good episodes. But uh, I have not gotten to Visions yet. It is coming up soon. I'll probably bang it out this week. We'll see what happens. Though next week coming up is Comic-Con week, so we shall see. Well, listen. Um, my take on visions was that I was impressed. I wasn't looking forward to being impressed, but it was a good, good Star Wars series. Different, definitely different, but a good different. So, a good different like, is good. Yeah, yeah, cool. Except, except, except when you take a chick home from the bar, 
and you find out they have a penis, that's not a good difference. Um, Never happened to me. I don't mean either, thank God. It came close, though. Literally. But um, the And I hear the rumor out at, on the rumor mill is that we know the fact that Visions is not canon, but apparently Disney is a little bit hot on having more stories that they want to make that are not canon, which I think is an interesting thing, despite the fact that we'll never see Revan in any of those stories because he's really not not canon. Um, exactly. They they seem to want to have some more non-canon stories. And now I think as a purist, if you look at the, you know, the, the purest of the star Wars fans are not going to be happy with this, but I think it's a great, it's a great Avenue, a great venue for them to do some things outside of the realm of the star Wars universe that they could still squeeze inside there, especially some legend stuff that they won't have to call canon. What do you think, Bob? I don't know, man. I'm on the fence. Only because this was so left field that people would realize that this doesn't tie into the continuity. Yeah. The the problem is that if they do do if they do anything do, that's do 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 I do, do do if they do anything that's not canon but still use the same characters that are in canon, it might get a little confusing. So the fact that Visions hardly used any characters from the main timeline set itself with its own identity you know yeah. what i mean yeah so that, that was why it was cool um but i did hear today that disney wants to do its own version of what if with star wars right but it's going to incorporate george lucas's original first draft of Star Wars when it was called Luke Starkiller uh, in the Star Wars and very similar to what Dark Horse did with those eight issues back in the day where they had Luke Sky um, whatever his name was, Starkiller and mm -hmm. Han Solo was a green reptile and this, that and the other So they're talking about they're going to do an animation format of this and then incorporate the, the OT trilogy as the original first draft and the original Ralph McQuarrie art of Vader, uh, Solo, uh, Starkiller, and this, that, and the other as an animated series. So maybe that might come into fruition and maybe that might be okay. Obviously, part two and three of the trilogy, they'll have to make up on the fly because George obviously didn't make uh, a draft concerning those movies because he was already knee deep into the scarole at that time. He didn't have mm -hmm. to go back and try to venture with all the old ideas. But yep. I don't know, man. We'll see. I mean, if they do like, like, uh, I don't know. Listen, I, I think there was a reason why George didn't want these scripts to get out there because they probably weren't all that fucking great. And if Disney's going to take these you know not so great star wars scripts that george you know had lying around and throw them together as as a cartoon or movie i really don't know the the true validity validity of all this because it sounds like it's going to be a big fucking pile of steaming shit to me um especially the fact that george didn't use it to start with and there's probably a reason for that um so i don't know i'm on the fence the only thing that intrigues me about the whole thing is the mcquery art which he's been uh, fantastic designer and artist for star wars for so many many years and i enjoy seeing his 
his visions come to life, especially in action figure form, which they've done a bunch of stuff for him um, in you know, San Diego Comic-Con in the past. So I wouldn't mind seeing his animation come come true as well. But I don't know. It just it just sounds like <sighs> I guess if they do it the right way, it'll be OK. But if it's a really crappy, shitty story, it's like, what are, what are we really doing here? Well, can it get any worse than the sequel trilogy? Oof. I don't know. Like I said, I'm like, I'm not so so beat down with the sequel trilogy. Like, I liked a lot of parts of it. I didn't like a lot of parts from it. But if this is some, you know, second rate George Lucas story that he was you know, first in the can for Star Wars, is it really going to be that good? You know, if, especially if we know how the outcome turns out and we're like, oh, clearly he picked a better story. What are we watching this, you know, subpar story for? Can he get any worse than the sequel trilogy? <laughs> you love asking that question. Uh, it's 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 possible it can actually. Listen, this is what Mark Hamill had to say about Visions. He he said, frankly, I never heard of Visions until I saw your tweet. Which he, was he, a, he he said, mine's getting terrible because I just turned seventy. Nice. Let's roll that Viagra. Um, Wikipedia hit him up and asked him his thoughts on Visions. Uh, then he watched the trailer, and he said. I just Googled it and watched the trailer. Looks very impressive and promising. A great way to bring freshness and diversity while avoiding stale rehashes of what has been done before. Okay. I mean, I don't, I'm not in disagreement with him. I kind of see your point of view as well as if they start bringing shit out of the woodwork. Um, that's not familiar and it's not good, but you know, they don't give a fuck. They just want to make their money's worth. That's the thing. Star Wars, baby. Oh, more Star Wars, baby. That's right. Anyway, speaking about familiar, your boy, Diego, Diego Luna, after he was finished bussing table number seven, said that Star Wars Andor has finished shooting and we should expect to see some familiar faces. Oh, whose faces are we going to see in Andor is the question now. Hmm. You, you know, sold my fucking busboy joke, by the way. That was very, that was very hard. Well, that, that was super fucking racist. So I'm not going to go over there, okay? Oh, and, stop it. And, and Diego Luna stop. hasn't busted a table since he was a young boy in Mexico, all right? Leave him alone. Stop it. It was because he was this hungry actor. Nothing to do with his ethnicity. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, right. <laughs> anyway, uh, what, this is what, not... what do you get when you cross a Mexican and an octopus? I don't know, but it could sure wash dishes. <laughs> uh, he did. He did. Uh, he told Deadline, uh, him being Diego Luna, you'll definitely see some familiar faces on Andor while he was promoting his Amazon Prime Video series Pan y Circo. Uh, he goes, I can tell you this. This project is like no other because I can't spoil the ending if you've seen Star Wars Wrong One already. No matter what I say, I can't ruin the ending. Unless you're our former producer, Ray, who's never seen the fucking movie. Well, then it can get ruined. Anyway. Uh, to be honest, it's such a blessing to do this job and to do it under these circumstances, D- uh, Diego said. I had the chance to work with a team that I couldn't be more proud of and admire more. It's a hardcore moment to be out of the shoot, to be out there shooting, and we we were really lucky. We're done with the shooting and now getting it ready for the audience to see it. So I don't know, man. I'm getting psyched. I'm getting psyched for Andor. 
2022 looks like to be the year of Star Wars. Thank God. Uh, we are just been privy to the Book of Boba Fett premiere coming on December 29th. Yeah, baby. That, that's the only time I look forward to December 29th in about eight years because that's my ex-wife's birthday. Really? Pop. Is she, is she going to be sitting in Jabba's fucking palace when he busts in and shoots up the place again? Sitting in Jabba's palace. She is Jabba's palace. Look at her fucking fat <laughs> bitch. Oh, 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 exactly. Um, eight episodes, September 29th, it debuts. Here is the, the official synopsis by Disney. The Book of Boba Fett, a thrilling Star Wars adventure, finds legendary bounty hunter Boba Fett and mercenary... Boba Fett? Boba Fett? Where? <laughs> Fuck. And mercenary Fennec Shan navigating the galaxy's underworld when they return to the sands of Tatooine to stake their claim on the territory once ruled by Jabba the Hutt and his crime syndicate. So, what do you have to say about that? Um, I'm pretty fucking pumped. We saw the... Uh... The teaser, the teaser poster for it, where he's sitting on the throne. He's got his like, you know, hips cocked to the side. He's got his gun up, looking like a fucking badass. Um, December 29th is not that far away if you think about it. In reality, it's already October. We got October, November, and December, and that's it. And we're there. And three months goes by pretty quickly. So, um, before we know it, we'll be doing. Uh, what are we gonna call the Boba Show? I don't know. Turn the page on the Book of Boba Fett. I don't know. So we'll come up with some witty fucking thing. Um, couple things about the book of Boba Fett. Couple things. Nove- couple things. Get the paper. Get the paper. I gotta get the paper. Uh, November twelfth, they're coming out with a special uh, about the origins and legacy of Boba Fett, which is also Star Wars Plus Day, whatever the fuck it is. Um, which is going to be very interesting because I want to see what this special is about. Pretty sure we'll probably get a, t- a trailer that day as well. But I heard the following. People, <laughs> and I use that fucking term so loosely nowadays, are, some people are, are upset with the new Boba Fett poster. Did you know that? No, why? Because he, the way he was sitting on the throne said that he was manspreading. Oh, my God. Let fucking a- Boba Fett manspread all he wants. And there's a certain group of people that were getting upset about the post. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Because he's showing his fucking cock. His boba cock. Who gives a shit? Not me, said the mouse. But some people just like to complain. These fucking people. They never fucking stop. No, they never do stop. Um, Lucy Lawless. You remember her? I remember her. She was uh, the warrior princess. She Xena. Yeah, fine piece of ass too, right? Oh, back then. Oh, come on, Doc. You do it now, too. Listen, I do I, I do a lot. You know what I do right now? Dead ass. Uh, hold on. Let me guess. Not going to uh, fucking lie. Hold on. Dead. Me. Oh, well, that's, that's fucking... That's, that's not even with the question. But there's one really older bitch that you and I grew up with, for sure, that I would still give the spanking to. Katie Lang. No, is that her name? Katie, Katie Lang? Katie Lang. Who's Katie Lang? No, the chick from the, un- the Unfaithful movie. Never, I don't know. Uh, no, not that one. Oh, this, this is an easy one, and we're currently in the season where she pops up the most of. 
season? Let me see. Oh, Elvira. Absolutely. There you go. Absolutely. Oh she turned 70 recently, too. Still hot as balls, boy. Fuck yeah. Knock the, knock the cobwebs off that thing for sure. Hell yeah. You know she's really a redhead? I did not know that, really. Yeah, she is. A little firebush action, huh? Yeah, whatever. Um. Anyway, Lucy Lawless, she comments on fans wanting her to replace Gina Carano in The Mandalorian. You, I didn't even know people were saying that they wanted her to take the spot. Did you know that? I think it's a great idea if that's the case. I mean, she's makes the absolute most sense to take over for Carano because they how both have a, I know, how dare I? They both have a similar body type. They both have a similar oh, kind of like, you know, look to them. And if they want to do the, do that soap opera jingle where they're like, oh, the part of Uncle Jesse would be played by uh, uh, Lucy Lawless today. Um I think it's a good call. Time out. First, you badmouth the whole Gina Carano thing, saying this is a good idea. Then you blasphemy talk about Uncle Jesse, John Stamos. How dare you, sir? He's the man. He's Captain Oikos himself. Yeah, the, mo- the most famous Greek on the planet. I, I, my bad. You fucking prick. You see yeah, me the, talking the about guy who, the guy who never ages. You see me talking about your all your any Puerto Ricans out there, you know, the guy from fucking Benny Blanco from the Bronx. Am I talking about him? Uh, it's hard, you know. You got you got Bad Bunny over there, you got uh what's his name? Um Rico Suave. There's not, there's not many. <laughs> anyway, uh they asked her, uh, and she said, Well, to be honest with you, I was already in discussions about something on uh meaning she was talking to Star Wars about doing something. It wasn't the Mandalorian, something Star Wars affiliated, she said. It might have hurt me in some way because when, but because then they couldn't hire me because it would seem like they're pandering to. I'm just guessing here. I don't know anything, but in some ways, it can be unhelpful because if they are pandering to this fan group, then how are you going to pander to every other fan group? Do you know what I'm saying? Lawless also discussed the fan casting choice made her feel like she had become political. Despite not being involved in the situation at all. But that's the way the world is, she says. And they meant it, they meant it out of love. And I thank the fans for their uh, fealty to me. I haven't thought about it that since. So it hasn't given me any pain. But that was my thought at the time. Like, oh, this is going to make me look like a political appointment and not an actress. According to Luke's film, there are currently no plans to recast Cara Dune. Despite the rumors Gina Carano... Should be coming back for season four of The Mandalorian. Lucy Lawless is currently starring in My Life is Murder on Acorn TV. I didn't even know what Acorn TV was. Never heard of it. I don't know. I got Peacock. I got Acorn. I got Hulu. I got Netflix. I don't know. I had enough. Thanks. Leave me alone. What's wrong with, what's wrong with your cock? Exactly. It's peed. <laughs> it's peed. <laughs> Listen, um, you're the toy guy. Uh, unfortunately. Did you see what's coming out? I did see what's coming out. And I pre-ordered it a day ago. So they, Star Wars, has gone back to the well to re- re- reintroduce and reproduce a figure that uh, was released probably in 2008, maybe seven. It was the maker, George Lucas, dressed as a stormtrooper. So Lucas had a few figures in the Star Wars line. Uh, his first being um, a Rebel Alliance pilot 
by the name of George, J-O-R-G. Jorge. Sakal, which is Lucas backwards. What do you mean, um, Exactly. Sakal. Um, <laughs> which uh, came out probably in 2003, somewhere around there. Which, again, was, a, I think, was was it a San Diego? I can't remember if it was San Diego or not. But um, then they did, a few years later, they did a George on a Stormtrooper body, which was a, if you, and you'll recall this, Papadon, back in the day as kids, we used to have to cut out the proof of purchases from the Star Wars figures and then fill out a little, like, a uh, little card and send it out and then wait your, like, 8 to 12 weeks. And then you would get a figure in the mail, and that was the George Lucas that they had done um, on the Stormtrooper buck. And now they've done a 6-inch Black Series George Lucas on the vintage card. Uh, as the stormtrooper you can get that currently at hasbro pulse and also at uh, amazon i believe it's going to be a shared exclusive with a bunch of different um retailers speaking of shared exclusives before we move off on the toys bob if you have anything to say about the george lucas thing feel free but yeah how many, sh- do you have all three of the figures or i i will i pre-ordered the, the the new one and i do have yeah. the 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 george sakal the uh x-wing and i do have the set the, the mail-away one nice of course I do. I have. I think I'm missing like two Star Wars figures out of all the fucking figures they've ever released. Oh, um, what's that? That looks very nice. Speaking of Star Wars figures, here we go. Take a look at this. This is the Jumbo. Twelve incher. So this is the this is twelve incher baby. Um, and no, I'm not talking about my penis, but that's a little bigger. Um, this is the Gentle Giant Diamond Select Toys. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> right. San Diego Comic Con, um, exclusive. To 750 pieces only. Boba Fett uh, vintage. It looks like the vintage figure, but it's upscaled I love the, to. I love, I love the packaging. Packaging is enormous. Upscaled to 12 inches. It comes in a plastic box, which you could take it out of the plastic box um, to open it up. I think the card is, yep, it's detachable. This just slides in and out. And um, you could, you know, pose your Boba. He comes with a gun. And it's also rocket firing, by the way. Watch your eyes, kids, because it may poke your eye out. Okay, Black Bart, now you get yours. Oh my god, I shot my eye out! You'll shoot your eye out, kid. You'll shoot your eye out! Oh, oh, oh! Um, it is a, uh, a joy. I know I told you about this and by the time you got around to looking it up, it had already sold out. Um, I think What's I paid going 80 for in the secondary. Uh, I have, I haven't even checked yet. Um, I got to throw up on my wall and, and, uh, and put it up there, but it's, uh, it's basically m- modded and made from the original, um, molds and it painted up exactly the same as it would be from back then. So it's, uh, it's a cool piece. Um, it's got a nice little, uh, you know, graphic of Boba over there looking all dope. It's pretty fucking enormous. It's also got, if you look at the back, it's got the old school Star Wars vintage card where you can kind of check off the yeah, guy that I you miss, need. I miss yeah, got like that, dude. circle of ones you want. And you give it to mom so she can get it for you for Christmas. Um, and it's got what's coming next is a, is a Mando statue. You see that Mando statue over there? Yeah. And then it's got a Grogu, you know, one, one half statue as well over there so it gives you an idea of what's coming out but uh, it's pretty dope came in the mail this week um i've got to uh find uh, some shelf space for it so i can get it up there because it is that cool 
almost as cool as those Secret Wars figures that I showed you. Oh, God, you son of a bitch. <laughs> you broke my heart when I saw those Secret Wars figures. I went, oh, I want all of them. I just want to buy them and just have them in a showcase. Like, all of them, even the European exclusive ones that are... That were made like yep. like Iceman or whatever, and all the old original. I'm like, oh, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't, I can't. I know they're pretty dope. Um, I bought a little something, something. I, it's still in the box. I can't open it. Um, I bought two statues. I bought a Storm Shadow and a GI and a, a Snake Eyes GI Joe statue. The ones that look like the cartoons. You know the ones that came out like at GameStop and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all those. Bought them for like forty bucks a pop, right? I only bought them because I got a little section in my one of the glass cases uh, that I have, which I'm trying to build as like my '80s cartoon section. Yep. So I already have like an Optimus Prime bust and uh, Megatron bust, and there's a Snake Eyes bust. But I said they don't have a Storm Shadow bust that I like, so I just bought these two statues. Then I pre-ordered. The new one that's coming out of Storm Shadow, I mean, of a Snake Eyes with the with Timber, and he's all black and it's fucking dope. That was, that cost me nice. like fifty bucks. But uh, yeah, man, it's a disease. I can't control myself. Deep deep dark hole, my friend. Trust oh. me. We always my pay for those deep dark holes. Yeah, my favorite kind. <laughs> oh man, talk about dark hole. You know who Maz Kanata is? I do know who Maz Kanata is. She's a Miss Miss Takadana over there. That's right. Marvel now has jumped down the Maz Kanata rabbit hole, so oh, to boy. say, and has revealed more secrets about Takodana. Uh, um, in Marvel's Star Wars The High Republic Adventures number 8, they touch base on the planet of Takodana and Maz's castle. Now, oddly, enough, lo- oddly enough, that was the name of a Mexican girl I used to date. Maz? No, Takodana. Oh, Really? Yeah. She tastes like a good taco or a bad taco? Get it? Get it? T- t- taco Donna? Get it? Yes, I get it. I get it. Ah, <laughs> oh, you fuck. Um, speaking, speaking of terrible jokes, Tim Gildy, where the fuck have you been? Shit, yeah. Where's Timbo Slice been, man? Holy cow. Um, In this episode, in this uh episode, uh, issue number eight, they touched base at Taco Donna saying that there was a forgetting Je- a forgotten Jedi temple by the castle. Um... Actually, right next to the castle where she built. But when we saw episode seven, The Force Awakens, and Rey runs off into the woods, there wasn't a Jedi temple there. So the question is, what the fuck happened? So people are speculating that we're going to see the demise of the temple in the upcoming High Republic comics. But That's, that, so, sounds very, that sounds very Jewish, by the way, the destruction of the temple. That was the, one of the big holidays is that. Don't ask me which one. I don't remember. Russia Homa? Well, yeah. <laughs> My mother says that too. It's hilarious. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, your boy, my boy, Taika Waititi, uh, says his Star Wars movie will trick audiences. Did you read this article? Uh, what does that even mean, trick audiences? Does that make any sense to you? No, not really. I think I'm seeing a Star Wars porn and suddenly it's a Star Wars movie. I... Yeah, well, we walk in and it's end up being Star Trek. No! <laughs> don't even say that uh, shout out to zordos Dimitri zordos poor guy had covid i felt bad for him did he oh my god dipping donuts all over the place huh yeah he dipped his donut in the wrong fucking hole it looks like yeah, did. <laughs> uh white uh, what's his name white titty jokingly said that the script is still in 
I don't know what this means. EXT space, X space, uh, X, X space stage. I was uh, like, this, it's, it's, it's on his computer. Yeah, this wording is used by scriptwriters when setting a scene in a script. However, Waititi did get more serious and revealed that there is, in fact, a story. And by he quote and it quotes that he says, "But we've got a story. I'm really excited by it because it feels very me." I tend to go down that little sincerity alleyway in my films. Watiti also added teasing that the script is going to be an unexpected adventure that fools the audience into thinking, ha, it's this. And then them going, damn it, you made me feel something. Which now leads to the best kind of stories. And with what we know about Watiti's movies, it is sure definitely going to be an adventure we don't expect and can't predict. I'm taking a guess it's going to be the Green Rabbit from Marvel Comics. That's going really to be- you love saying that. I, I don't know why you like you're obsessed on that fucking thing because I, I could see him doing a movie about that. Yeah, because it's because it's more so comedy centric. And eh, we'll see what happens. I don't know. I think I think we'd all be a little bit like Meh, if that popped. What's that, Dak? Oh God, that would suck. Uh, your boy Mina Masood explains who. Mina Masood, the guy from Aladdin, explains the post that sparked the Star Wars ca- uh, casting speculation. It's about a two-minute clip. You can put it in right about now. So you posted this photo in March with the caption, Hey, just so you know, when I escape, I won't hurt any of you. The spiral that you created, that day, <laughs> the shockwave, the power you hold. Can we talk about that? What what what's going on, man? Uh, yeah, just man, yeah, just manifesting, you know, uh, just manifesting, trying different things. Uh, yeah, I, <laughs> there's not much more I can say about that. But um, you know, I had heard murmurings that you know this role was coming up and this is becoming a real thing. So I just kind of wanted to throw my my name in the ring and um, and yeah, just part of manifesting what you want. You know, I think we live in an age now that's so different than you know the 70s 80s 90s hollywood where um you know there was no social media it was really just your representatives putting things out there for you but now you know we have the ability to put things out there for ourselves because of social media and and because we can you know put things out there so um yeah i just wanted to put it out there i guess i for one i think you'd be a great ezra bridger um thank you very much i appreciate that yeah let me ask you this: What would it mean to you to be a part of the Star Wars universe? Uh, I mean, it would it, it would be a dream come true. Um, obviously, you know, I've already had one of my dreams come true with Aladdin, but I also think I could just really, you know, do it justice. Um, you know, I've I've worked on that kind of big, massive, you know, sci-fi um, set before on Aladdin. You know, I think I have that under my belt now. And, uh, obviously, you know, thankfully the film did really well. So I think I've proven that I can be successful in that environment. So yeah, I think it would just be a great opportunity to take everything that I learned on a set like Aladdin and, and implement it into, you know, the star Wars or DC or Marvel universe, you know, we're talking about manifesting. So, um, yeah, it, it would mean a lot, but I think, um, I, I think I would also uh, do a solid job and, and work really hard. He says that he, what he did, he just wanted, he was just manifesting. Like you heard in the clip, I'm just manifesting, just throwing it out there in the universe. 
figuring that, you know, back in the days you had casting agents trying to do all your dirty work. Now you do it yourself. So basically he was trying to get booked. And I think it worked because he's going to be Ezra. So, well, whatever, whatever floats your boat, big guy. I guess so. Good on, good on you, kid. Good on you. I mean, it is what it is. Is it over? I don't know. You tell me. Well, but but speaking of over, ladies and gentlemen, we do a segment on the show called "Who's More Over." Now, I know before you get your uh, Taika Waititi in a bunch. You guys have to realize we're talking a wrestling lingo here. And what over means is being popular with the fans. Or, you know, when something's over with you, you just like it so much more than the average bear. So, what we do on this show is we compare two aspects of Star Wars. It could be a person, it could be a place, it could be a thing. It doesn't necessarily matter. And we see what's more over with you, the fans. But most importantly, what's more over with us. So, Doc, what's on the marquee tonight, my man? This week on the marquee, it is going to be... Uh, a duo battle. Not just any duo. Two of the more important duos we've seen in the Star Wars universe since its inception. We have in Peter one Butter corner, and Jelly versus oh, Batman baby. and Robin. There you go. We have in one corner the duo of Luke Skywalker and Master Yoda. Use the force. Yes. <laughs> Versus the duo of the Mandalorian, Din Djarin, and Grogu, aka the child, aka Baby Yoda, aka the money making machine from the mind of Favreau and Filoni. Grogu. Grogu? <sighs> Give me the ball. Grogu. Give me the ball. So, Doc, let's hop on those poles. Let's see what the internet says. Okay, let's take a look here. Oof, interesting. Uh, let me go to the all comments. All right. On the Facebook, uh, whew, 75 to 25. Luke, Yoda, more over. Adam wow. DeJanes says, fuck, I can't. Fuck, you can, motherfucker. All right. Going to Instagrizzle. Let's see here. We're looking at the pairs. And it is ooh, very similar. 78% for Luke and Yoda, 22%. For Din and Grogu. Wow. So the Mandalorian gets crushed by a Jedi again. Wow. Now, I know Derek 
from Midnight Hustle, Derek Gordon, my buddy, mentioned something on Twitter to me, told him to email, and he didn't email. So I'm just going to touch base what he said on Twitter real quick. I think he picked Grogu and uh, Dinjarin. Um, hold on one second. Let's see what it says right here. Motherfucker, where'd you go? Oh, 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 yeah. Mandu and Grogu got to take this one. So I said email. Huh? Oh, my bad. I didn't read the whole thing. So then we had, what's his name? Chuchi comment on fucking Facebook. And this is, this guy, I swear to God, man, he must be sniffing paint. He goes, Luke and Yoda, even though Mando and Grogu are over too, obviously, but Luke and Yoda because Yoda is a grand master. And Grogu is 50-year-old Padawan. LOL. Mando is a legit badass. Mando versus Cad Bane is an interesting who's more over for me personally. Well, go fuck your couch, motherfucker. You don't email, so you're not getting that one. Cad Bane took on multiple Jedi scum, and for a bounty hunter, it's a legit... Uh, if we're a bounty hunter, Mando's is a legit badass. So I go, email us, you Fonzanut. He goes, <laughs> I still have time today. What's the Fonzanut? <laughs> uh, I'm like, yes, you fool. And he goes, yes. And he doesn't email us. Oh, what am I talking about? Ladies and gentlemen, you guys can email us your answers to this segment. Any other thing else regarding Star Wars to newforceorder at yahoo.com. We do have a couple of good emails this week. First one is from Brandon Miller, bum bum bum, bum himself. Bum, bum bum bum. His email reads, "Who's more over? Happy October, fellas! Give credit to Doc for picking some real tough ones over the last few weeks. This one being no different. How dare you, sir? Give Doc credit for yep. my battle this week. Yep, that was Pop's battle this week. Uh, but despite the great trademark for Spira." <laughs> New pairing of Mandu and Grogu. I don't think it's possible to beat the original duo of Luke and Master Yoda. Out of nine movies and countless shows to pick from, some of my favorite scenes I found myself going back to the most are Luke's interaction with Yoda on Dagobah. The span of Luke being annoyed by his little green pest to Yoda passing on immortal movie lines to him on the way to lifting an X-Wing out of the swamp with just a flick of the wrist. It solidifies Luke and Yoda as one of cinema's most iconic duos for years to come. Which leads me to my question. And this is the email portion that I always like the most. Because he tries to interact with us. Which is the whole reason for the email. But I digress. Here's a question, Doc. Hold on. Hold, hold, hold on. It's going to be bumpy ride. Hold on, lady. going to be bumpy ride. Master Yoda as a wild as a wise old puppet in the originals, CGI and bouncing around a lightsaber in the prequels, before back to the puppet in his brief appearance in the sequels. My question to you guys is which version of Yoda do you prefer? Puppet or CGI? Personally, we've, done, we've done that over before. That was about a year and a half ago we did that. Anyway, keep going. Personally, I've been a fan of practical effects and what's really there uh, even if it limits the actions you could take with it. Have a great week, fellas, Brandon. Well, Brandon, uh, like Doc said, we've done this one before. So go back to the archives. Um, I believe we both picked the puppet, right? Oh, I don't know which we picked, but I can tell you exactly the episode over there. Hold on. 
Hold Look on. at keep, this. Keep, keep reading. Keep reading. Keep reading. All right. Let's see. Uh, I'll take anal bum covers, Alex. That's anal album covers. Fuck you, Trebek. Fuck you, Trebek. Oh, man. I miss, I miss them both. Uh, where was this airship? Sheila Seal. Well, no, I'll dude, take. Man. Yep. I got it. Here we go. The rapist, the, Alex, that's, for a hundred. Therapist. therapist. Um, February of 2020, the third week episode, Yoda Puppet versus CGI, aka episode 50. Oh, that was right before the vid, huh? Yep. All right. Look, our next email comes from Dusty Bohollin, the Bay Ass Master himself. Welcome <laughs> back, Dust. Great who's more over this week. It's kind of tough choice between these two duos. Mando and Grogu have some really epic adventures. But if it wasn't for the Luke and Yoda, they'd never exist. Yoda training Luke was some of my favorite Star Wars moments from the entering the cave to lifting the X-Wing out of the swamp. Those two really entertained me as a kid. The fact that Luke ended up helping Grogu at the end of Mando really brought it to full circle for me. Yoda and Luke are more over NFO for life. Great email. Short and to the point. Ah, oh, God. All right. Unlike an Alvin Alvarez comeback or Joey Tell match or shits the bed every time. Those were some great emails. He has an ear? Short, short and to the point. Ah, oh, gotcha. Uh, well, let's go to the Sith Ghost in the room. Spiro, what's more over for you? So who's more over? The looking. Um... Jesus Christ, man. So who's more over? Luke and the hairy booger or Din Djarin and the hairless booger? I don't know. I don't give a fuck. Fuck both of them. I'm over this fucking fascination with Yoda. I'm over with this fascination with this hairy wart looking motherfucker, this midget prick. And the other one. You know, that everybody fucking fell in love with. He's so fucking cute and fucking, you know, then became this fucking, you know, merchandising phenomenon and shit where people were fucking trying to buy baby Yodas, couldn't find them, then they made them and they sold out and then people started fucking making counterfeit baby boogers and whatever the fuck, man. Fuck them all. But if I had to pick, you know, man... Everybody's got a place in the hearts for Luke Skywalker. I mean, for fuck's sake, grown men cried when Luke came back. But he came back by himself. He came back by himself. Because, you know, Yoda, at that point, was in the afterlife. And aside from his fucking cool comeback in The Last Jedi, where he did some Jedi magic and whatever the fuck, and burnt that damn tree, you know... Din Djarin and his hairy booger, I'm sorry, hairless booger, Baby Yoda, or Grogu, Grogurt, Yogurt, who, who the fuck cares? They're moreover, man. They're they're the it thing, but not anymore because they fucking split up. So who's moreover? Guys, for the first time, and who's moreover history, I'm going to say none of these motherfuckers are over with me. None of them are over. I'm burying them both. They can all fucking suck a fat dick. I hate them. And... If any of the listeners has a fucking problem with that, right into the show. Right into the show. But I'm telling you right now, fuck you, suck a dick. Fuck this shit. 
Spiro, again, my friend, that was great. It's always been great. Always great when it comes to a fucking great one. Uh, Doc, do you want to go first? You want me to go first? Uh, you can go first, Bob. Shit. Uh, <laughs> uh, this was a tough one, man. Um, I'm going to go with Yoda and, and Luke. By an eyelash. Uh, only reason why is because they are the OG. But the implications of the of the pairing of the two hold so much weight in the lore that it's a staple in the foundation of Star Wars. Uh, if Yoda didn't train Luke, there'd be no hope for the galaxy and the Empire would never have been undone. Also, like our fans said the lines from the movies live in infamy. The scenes live in infamy. And watching these these scenes over and over again. Speaking of over. Yeah. You see something new every time you watch them. You pick up something. Whether it's a reference, the way it was said, the implications, the meanings, the undercover meanings, whatever it is. Um, a breadstick. Everything. You know what I'm saying? You're acting like a jester, like a fool in the beginning. Um, to me, it holds a lot of uh, a lot of weight in Star Wars. Um, Mandalorian and, and, and the child and Grogu, even though it's great, no offense, Spiro, um, the pairing, I don't think they've reached their full potential yet. You know, to the point where even though it's a father-son relationship, Yoda and Luke wasn't father-son. It was more teacher-student. But what he told, what he taught him was life skills. You know what I'm saying? He taught him how to wipe his own ass. He taught him how to eat. He taught him how to get dressed with the lights off. He taught him how to rub one out using the force. <laughs> you know, shit like that. With Grogu, we haven't seen any of that yet. You know, I don't even think we're going to see any of that. But it's a different dynamic. It's his equivalent. Is it, is, is it, on an emotional level, it's equally as potent. Uh, the last episode in season two is very heart-wrenching when he touches his face with his little hand. That's my good hand. Right? Um... And you definitely get in, you know, you definitely get into the moment because of the 15 episodes prior that pull on your heartstrings and helps you go through the ride to, so you could feel something for that moment. With Luke and Yoda, it's a different feeling when he pops up as a Force Ghost in The Last Jedi, and you pop because you get to see Yoda and Luke together again. It's not because of the heartstring moments, because like a father and son moment, it's it's more like, oh shit, the band's back together. This is gonna be dope. Type of scenario, you know what I mean? Yep. So that's why I pick Luke, Luke and Yoda. Even though uh, Grogu and Dinjarin has that, was it uh, Baron Cub? What's it called? The uh, Lone Wolf and Cub. Lone Wolf and Cub vibe. They um, they are great. They they are better than K two S O and Andor. That's for sure. Mm. That's just my opinion. Anyway, your turn. You said it all, Papa Don. What, what else can I say? No, anyway. Um, Details. 
This is why. This is why I like you to go first. Um, tough battle. Um, we you know we've we've cut our teeth and grown up on the nostalgia factor of Luke and Yoda. I mean, it's hard to to to, to kind of close your eyes and not see the two of them intertwined with each other, um, and how important and powerful their relationship was, and Luke finding him was. Uh, I wish I could go back to my you know to my old self. To, to my younger self and 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 sit you there. You are. And watch. Old, I was about to say. <laughs> yes, my old, you know, my old, old old self, my young old self, and watch myself re rewatch Empire Strikes Back for the first time, and and just see my reaction to to this little green creature popping up, and then being revealed that he is actually the master that Luke was searching for. Which is, you know, I I think it's kind of like this this moment of of, of not believing that this is actually the case. Um. I think a lot of kids will get robbed of that in the future because Yoda is one of the faces that runs the places. And even if you have a peripheral knowledge of Star Wars, you're going to know who Yoda is and what Yoda is about and what he looks like. And you're going to hear that name and you're going to be like, oh, that's Yoda right there. Why is he acting like a fool? And then it's not, you're going to lose a surprise. Um, but that nostalgia factor is, is kind of important. You know, people chase that, that white whale constantly that, you know, they're always buying things from their childhood and, doing things in their childhood that they used to do and traditions. And it's, it's hard to come by that stuff. And, and then, you know, the vision of Luke sitting with Yoda by the campfire um, in Dagobah is just one of those ones that will bring you back to that moment, to that, you know, innocence of childhood when you saw those two together. And I think despite the fact that Mando and Grogu has given us a really cool adventures in the last two, three years, and the two of them have a really great bond that, is a, um, I think, a very special one. And, you know, we all kind of clammed up and got a little verklempt. Uh, I'll give you a topic to talk about when um, Din passed on Grogu to to, uh, to Master Luke because he knew he, that he was going to get better training and to go with his, his type of people. I don't know what that means. It sounds kind of racist. But um, his type of people uh, to become the Jedi that he needed to be. Um, yeah, we got a little sad, we got a little upset, but um, it really doesn't hold a candle to the relationship that Luke and Yoda had and what, how it evolved and what it became and, and how vital Yoda was to the, to the movement and the pushing forward of the Star Wars story. Um, how he showed Luke that nothing is impossible in the Force and how he became, you know, the... the the mentor that Luke needed when Obi-Wan was gone. Uh, so it's hard to really bet up, bet against that nostalgia factor. So for me, it's going to be Luke and it's going to be Yoda more over this week. Very cool. Very cool. Uh, you guys can send anything you want to email us, uh, newforceorderyahoo.com, whether it's this segment or anything else regarding Star Wars. Money, but, naked pictures of your wife. We'll take it all. No big deal. Don't worry. My wife. Um, Doc, did you know that Omega was in Rogue One? Omega. Omega was. I did not know Omega was in Rogue One. Enlighten me. All right. I saw this and I popped. Uh, remember when they were looking for Project Stardust, the plans for the Death Star? Yep, I remember. And they find uh, Project War Mantle. Yep. Well, there was something else they mentioned. Project Mark Omega. Oh, Mark Omega? Is that Kenny Omega's cousin? Could be. Could be. Um, so insurance? people are saying that it's files about cloning and, you know, uh, 
something to do with Camino and Omega being an unaltered clone, and we'll probably find out more in the near future with Bad Batch 2 and so on and so forth. I just figured uh, it was a nice little Easter egg that we didn't know was an Easter egg at the time. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, well, the question is, was it? Or did it just retcon it, or was it just, you know, a very common word that they were like, oh, Project Omega sounds pretty cool. Let's throw that in there, too. Yeah, someone lost their Omega watch. We put in a lost and found. Yeah. Can you come and find it, please? Exactly. Oh, look, there's evidence of Omega. That sounds like a conspiracy theorist thinking to me. Oh, find, I, find the link. And if it's not, there's no link, make a fucking link. Nice. Um, <laughs> uh, do you think Kenobi should leave Tatooine in the series? I saw that article. There's a lot of talk about this. Um, how, how many episodes? It's going to be six episodes, right? Six one-hour episodes. Yeah, so six-hour show. So does he really need to leave Tatooine? Uh, it's such a... It's, I, no, I thought about this really long and hard, and it's such a difficult question to answer because... It's like, could we fill up six episodes in just Tatooine? Yes. Now, the argument is that Tatooine has been such a pivotal landmark and a pivotal you know, portion of the Star Wars universe. Why can't we get beyond it and do something else besides Tatooine? Which I understand. Like, like I get it. There's a lot of rich planets out there. Like, why do we have to go back? I know why from the Mandalorian we had to go back because we had to introduce Boba um, and get him into the mix. But, you know, the question is, why do we have to go back to Tatooine? I think it's because it's an important it's an important place. And why should Obi-Wan have to leave it? If we have six episodes, six hour episodes, there's gotta be a really good reason why he's gonna get off that planet to get his eyes off of Luke. Um, and is it because, you know, Aunt Baru and Uncle and Uncle Owen finally scraped enough fucking money to go to uh Canto Blight to go uh take Luke's uh college fund and flush it down a toilet bowl? This is why he, he didn't want him to go to the Imperial Academy. Uh, you know, this cycle and, and to go next cycle because he didn't have the dough for it. Um, who the fuck knows? But um, if 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 he does leave the world, I think it should be in pursuit of Luke. Maybe Luke gets kidnapped. Who the fuck knows? And Obi-Wan has to mind wipe him. And that's why he leaves uh, Tatooine. Maybe, like I said, the Baru's and, uh, and Baru and Owen go on vacation and Luke dips out of there and he's got to chase him out of there. I think, though, there is enough a rich story for us to stay in Tatooine and not leave Tatooine. Um, but I think I'm currently at a 50-50 to see if, you know, convinced that he's going to leave versus not. So flip a coin. We'll see what happens. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you guys go outside tomorrow, it may rain. It may not rain. That's what the fucking weathermen do every goddamn fucking day, okay? <laughs> the biggest gimmick on the planet, by the way. Yeah. I'll show you the biggest gimmick. Grab your ankles. Um, anyway, uh, I just brought it up because I, I just want to get your take on it. Uh, I personally, I don't know, man. I'm on the fence with it just like you. I think that if he does leave Tatooine, it has to be that if Luke leaves Tatooine as well. You can't leave the, the, the last hope of the galaxy unguarded for whatever said reason. Um and and the other thing is that if he, if he he may have to leave because if he confronts Vader, there's no way that he's going to confront him on Tatooine because Vader's going to know something is up if he's on that fucking planet. No, I agree. They have to stay within the perimeters of the lore without doing anything blasphemy uh, to mess up any canon issues with the OT trilogy. Um, does Luke administer force powers at one point and he has to mind wipe him to forget about it? I hope not. Um, 
Does Luke and Leia get together? I hope not. Um, if Luke does leave, that would be disgusting. I don't mean like that. Oh, it's not fucking Jeffrey Epstein Island here. Um, I don't know, man. I have no idea. But uh, you know, a lot of stuff that's coming out. Let's venture over to the dark side of the podcast over here. Um, let's talk about Kotor real quick. We'll throw it over to Spiro. There's three articles I have here. Kotor, Kotor Switch Port shows how behind Nintendo's console really is. That sounds very sexual, but whatever. Uh, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order number two should be the last Jedi of its sub-franchise. And Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic on Switch. I think you can order it. Uh, Spiro, since you're the guy who likes all this shit, let them know what's up. So this is obviously another article written by people who write about Star Wars and try to sound like they know Star Wars, but they don't know Star Wars. You know, it's funny how, how you know, this guy is obviously another TLJ fucking sequel trilogy apologist, sympathizer, whatever the fuck. Um, you know, and he's trying to lump in all the good shit in there with this, you know. Like, it's a product of this shit. You know, no, uh, you know, the Mandalorian and everything else good that has come from, you know, the fucking Disney era is... You got people making Star Wars, making better Star Wars than some of these other motherfuckers because these are Star Wars people. These are Star Wars fans. These are these are people that get Star Wars and they make Star Wars for Star Wars fans. Not some fucking motherfucker who thinks he's some artsy fartsy piece of shit fucking asshole that probably enjoys the smell of his own farts taking uh artistic liberties and shit no you know um as far as fallen order 2 um first of all I, I already said before they need to focus on somebody else man there's other jedi out there they they don't need to focus on a fucking ginge fuck uh nothing uh you know nothing against gingers by the way but uh, the fucking the the Joker kid, you know, I I didn't really like his character. I liked the game. I really liked it. I thought it was a good action adventure type game, and the powers were fucking cool and all that shit. And it was cool how you know you, you would try to do something and you couldn't, but then you'd go off and you would power up, level up, and you'd learn a new Jedi skill, and then you can come back. And access parts of the map or do something that you couldn't before because now you're a stronger Jedi and all that. That, that was cool. Um, you know, but if you want the fucking game to, to tank, yeah, sure, go ahead and make it like The Last Jedi. The, to say that this should be The Last Jedi of fucking video games, fuck. In what fucking sense does that make, man? I mean, in what fucking reality? I mean, did you see what The Last Jedi did to us? Did you see what it did to the fandom? It created a Civil War scenario. I mean, do do you want to bring that back? Is that what this asshole author wants? Because, motherfucker, if you want to go to war, I'll come and find me. You know? We could go to war. Get the fuck out of here, man. No, please, please don't do that shit. Please, you know... 
I'm I'm pretty sure they're gonna want to bring back this the same character because you know it's a face people know the fucking geeks like them, you know, and, and you know, I guess they feel they need like you know a famous face to sell this. No, you, no, you fucking don't. Okay, Star Wars sells itself, man. Okay, you don't need a familiar face. You don't need to attach a fucking celebrity, a star, whatever the fuck. You know, you don't. Star Wars self sells itself. You know, look at the old Republic, man. Look at fucking Revan, bro. You know, and yeah, you know, insert non non canon jokes here. But you know, fucking Revan's a guy that nobody even knows what he fucking looks like. Somebody drew him in a comic or some shit, and based on I don't know what the fuck. But I mean, you know, Revan Revan is a character that became famous with no face, without a fucking face. So, you don't need a familiar face, okay? You know, man, th come on, come on, man. You know, let, let's fucking cut the bullshit. Let's focus on Star Wars and what it is. And what it is is the greatest fucking intellectual property in the history of every fucking form of media, okay? I don't know why this asshole even needed to, to fucking remind us that there's a movie called The Last Jedi out there. Fuck him. You know, we should never fucking talk about any more articles that this cocksucker writes because fuck him listen man i don't know if i'm gonna speak out of fucking line here if i'm gonna be talking shit or what i'm not familiar with what's going on at quantic dream who gives a fuck if they're not raping and killing children or whatever the fuck i don't give a fucking shit what's going on there because in today's fucking era of fucking passiveness and fucking political correctness and whatever the fuck else doesn't take much for anything to be deemed toxic you know and and you know and i'm probably the fucking king of toxic masculinity you know based on the fact that i'm a fucking man who likes fucking blood red meat love guns and i'll fight any cocksucker that looks at me the fucking wrong way okay but you know these guys are about to make a Star Wars game. The only thing I give a fuck about is whether or not they make a good Star Wars game. Okay? Like I said before, you know, um, you know, it can't be that fucking serious if this, you know, man, there's nothing that Disney doesn't know is going on. I mean, how do you think they they fucking buy everything, they own everything? It's not just about having an endless fucking bank account, uh uh, you know, man, these guys they got spies everywhere, man. They know everything about what's going on. Again, I don't know what's going on, but I guarantee Disney would not be involved with these people if if they were really up to some really crazy fucked up shit, okay? Because let me tell you something. Believe it or not, Disney, I think, is fucking toxic, okay? Because you know what? They obviously hate men there. They fucking hate men, okay? They keep hiring people, women who fucking hate men, you know, for some fucking reason or another, maybe fucking uh, one of their husbands took six months to fucking change a light bulb. Big fucking deal. You know what I'm saying? I don't know. You know, and then you got guys like fucking, uh, you know, what's his fucking uh, face, man? Um, Ryan Johnson, Ryan, fucking, fucking Ryan Johnson and shit. That fat fuck cocksucker. Him and his mantids, all right? You know, he fucking, you know, he's a 
feminist and shit. Whatever, anyways, man. I'm fucking getting off fucking track here. I doubt that Disney would be in, in, in business with these guys if if things were really that bad. Again, I don't know what's going on, but I, I really doubt Disney doesn't know what's going on. You know, and Disney would not be in fucking business with these guys if they were that bad. You know, um, let's see. Let's see what comes of this. I don't know. Hopefully, in the end, what does come of it is a good fucking Star Wars game. That's all I fucking care about right now. Okay? So, fucking Kenner Bridge of Spirits is a fucking... Jedi Fallen Order clone or some shit. This has nothing to do with fucking Star Wars. You know what I'm saying? So I don't really give a fuck about it. You know, this is just another fucking, you know, situation where somebody wants to mention Star Wars because it's going to get fucking clicks. So they write a fucking totally Star Wars unrelated article. But hey, you know, it says Star Wars, right? Let me click on it, see what it's about. It has nothing to do with fucking Star Wars. You know, I mean, shit, man. You know, we may as well start talking about fucking Star Trek. You know, but uh, I hear there's another show, you know, where these two geeks are doing a pretty good job about talking probably the worst fucking sci-fi property in fucking history, whatever. It's not Star Wars, so fuck that shit too, you know? Um, those are my thoughts, man. I mean, I don't know anything about this game. I mean, I, I guess, you know, if, you know, but I, I guess I should be positive and shit, you know, right? I, I, I should fucking shed some, like a little ray of light here, you know, so that I'm not a total douche and shit for the way I'm coming off. Um... Yeah, man, I guess if you like that fucking pace, if you like that style of game and all that shit, I'm sure you'll like that. I mean, I, I don't know, guys. I mean, I'm not in any rush to go out and find this game, and I'm never going to fucking play it. But, hey, I guess if it's anything like fucking Jedi Fallen Order, then I guess whoever likes that shit will like it, you know? Aha. Uh -huh. All right. Thank you, Spiro. That was great. Back from uh, Kinder's Couture Corner over here. Uh, <laughs> little 86 Mex reference over here. Um, I actually, uh, we haven't done this in a while. I don't think we're going to do it tonight, but I just want to throw it out there. Maybe we could do an ad lib session of uh, this. Uh, what's it called? Certain point of view. From a certain point of view. Thank you. Fuck. I can remember the name in a second. Um, the dark side. When Vader goes to Luke, I can't escape. I can't turn on my master, whatever. Return of the Jedi. Uh, Obi-Wan once thought as you did. You don't know the power of the dark side. What the fuck was he talking about? Now, watching it earlier on, you think, oh, you know, the dark side is obsessed with the power. Then we see in the Star Wars comic book, he went to Exegol to go kick Palpatine's ass because they had a little beef. And, and this is between Return of the Jedi and Empire. And 
he sees this huge ass fucking kyber crystal and he actually witnesses the power of the kyber crystal being administered being bled and this thing isn't like a kyber crystal it's a couple inches big no offense there Spiro. um we're talking about like a kyber crystal that's like 10 to 12 feet tall you know fucking wide it's this entire fleet in the final order that's being built which makes no sense but anyway um so people were thinking all right that's why he says you don't know the power of the dark side because he actually saw the physical power it was a very spiritual godlike moment watching palpatine not being hurt by this fucking crystal where meanwhile it was hurting everybody else um but then someone brought this into light i don't know if it was reddit or another user saying that he couldn't go back to the light because if he went back to the light he would have died it was the dark for the dark side of the force that was keeping Vader alive. His hate. His just hate. Like, just like it kept Maul alive. Yeah, his hate and anger. And once he died, once he went back to the light and became Anakin again and killed the Emperor, that's when he died. Yep. And he says, to back this up, this this theory, he goes, Take off my mask so I can see you with my own eyes. And then Luke goes, Well, if I take off your mask, you'll die. He goes, Nothing can stop that from happening now. Mm. So is it because the electricity just fucking fucked him up and weakened him so much he knew he was gonna fucking croak? Or is it because he let go of the dark side, became Anakin again and realized that there's nothing left to keep him going because he doesn't have the dark side any longer? Yeah. So maybe maybe that's it. I mean, I just wanted to bring it to you, you know, to the forefront real quick. I thought it was very interesting, very intriguing. Yeah, I think it's a cool. I think it's a cool theory. I think it's um, you know, we, you know, we in, in the in the episode four, five, six, we never really get to see the true power of the dark side. You know, we get we get hints of it. We get to see the Emperor throw some Force lightning. We get to see some other shit happening here and there, but but you know that's about it. It's just some old man rolling around, throwing lightning out of his fingers, trying to kill you know some young kid and some old dude. Um, but do we get to see the you know the full unmatched power of the dark side? No, not necessarily. So we 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 tap into it a little bit more. I think in the prequels where we see you know the elusiveness of the dark side and how it was able to hide from the Jedi. And we talked about before in the past was that just the Jedi's hubris that prevented them from um, seeing the dark side, feeling the dark side, and realizing that this that this is that this problem exists because they thought that they had defeated them, or was it Palpatine's being clandestine and and being that just that damn good um, to hide himself in plain sight from all of them. Um, and so we see a little bit more of the power of the dark side. I think, you know, as we said in the comics where Vader and Palpatine go kind of toe to toe and, and the, and the end of and the end of the, and the, uh, in the resolution of that is that Palpatine puts Vader in his place and, and lets him realize and understand how absolutely powerful he is and he is with the dark side. So I think a lot of, a lot of that statement has to do with that. And I think they, they retcon that pretty well when it came to Vader, um, you know, giving an explanation of why he said, you know, you do don't know the power of the dark side. I must obey my master because Vader knew that he was fucked no matter what. But the whole point of him turning to the light and him dying, because whatever, hold he had on life was through the dark side because he gave himself up to the dark side I think is really intriguing 
Um, and I think that is one of the reasons also why he wanted to bring Luke to the dark side, because he knew that, you know, his son wanted him to come back to the light. But if he did, he would die. So he would never have a relationship with his son in general. And the only relationship that he could potentially have with Luke is through the dark side, because if he gave up and went with Luke, which he probably did want to ultimately, he wouldn't be able to sustain that life and actually live. So this is maybe another reason why he wanted Luke to join the dark side. So he could actually be alive and in the dark side with him. Because if he went to the light, he'd be dead. It's very intriguing to say the least how something was different yesterday than it is today because you're seeing it from a new set of eyes from a certain point of view and it means something totally different i love this shit um if i had time i would emphasize i'd write a book about this shit you know what i'm saying um because stuff like this is just this is when you really get in the shit of star wars you deep dive in it you're fucking balls deep into this shit and you're fucking evaluating and making an analysis over every square inch of dialogue, every movement, every uh, head jerk, every look into the camera, everything. And it just, you can unravel it and make it mean so much more, whether that was in the intentional purpose or not. You could spin it to certain narrative, almost the way the media does what today's going on today. But, you know, that's a story for another time. Um, this is why God made Reddit, though, so this, so they could. <laughs> yeah, that's right. God made Reddit, just like God made the vaccine. And if you take it, you're not against. If you don't take it, you're against God. Thanks, Governor Numbnuts. Anyhow, um, anyway, uh, you have anything to add? Cause I'm done for tonight. Um, I don't think so. I oh, shout good. out, shout out to Dominic Pace. Yeah, Big Dom. Big Dom got a big lead on the Disney Plus show, a Disney Disney Plus uh, movie, actually. So. Shout out to him. Keep up the good work, my brother. We love you over here at the NFL. Uh, we're very proud of you. Keep up the hard work, and I'm glad good things happen to good people. Shout That's out. That's right. Dude. That's right. But uh, all right, man. Let them know where you can find you at, Doc. You can find me at Doctor Dr. underscore Destroyo D E S T R O I O Instagram Alex Royo M D on Twitter Alex Royo on Facebook. Spiro, I know it's been great. Where can they find you at? I'm not going to tell you to do a new outro because you never do it, you prick. It's hilarious. Yeah, man. It's been great. But you can also find me, God knows where the fuck, aside from work these days. But if, but check out the Rational Rage Network. Uh, have You know, there's other guys doing doing things there. Uh, you got wrestling shows. You got fucking doomsday prepper shows. Uh, on Instagram, Spiro underscore A, Darth underscore Spiridon. And that's it, guys. Oh, thank you, Spiro. You can find me at Greek Papadon, Twitter, Instagram, Demetrius Papadon, Facebook. Greek Papadon is the YouTube page. Go subscribe to it. Hit the notification bell. Like the video. Uh, comment. Go to ProWrestlingT slash Greek Papadon. We'll get your GGP t-shirts. Go ask GGP to do a video message for you. Um, but you can find all three of us together. Add an info underscore podcast on Twitter. New Force Order on Instagram, official New Force Order on Facebook, and New Force Order at Yahoo.com is the email. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much for your time, your ears, and hopefully we did our job tonight. 
We enlightened you. We entertained you. We got Star Wars more over with you. And we did not do it on getting ourselves over on the expense of Star Wars. Because the NFL will never do so. This has been another exciting edition of the new force order for laughter. And that's just too sweet. Henceforth, you shall be known as the new force order.